good Friday to you gentlemen, and I mean that, it's Good Friday. It is March the 30th, 2018, and it is the anniversary of the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, leading up to Sunday, Easter, the day we commemorate his resurrection. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a sober day, remembering what this day represents. My name is Roman Asbill. I am host and founder of the Man Inc. Podcast, and we are continuing our series on things to start doing for yourself. And today's topic is start being yourself. A few quotes. Ralph Waldo Emerson is quoted as saying, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Henry David Thoreau is quoted as saying, be yourself not your idea of what you think somebody else's idea of yourself should be. That's a tongue twister. And then Judy Garland is quoted as saying, always be a first-rate version of yourself and not a second-rate version of someone else. So first, let's define quote-unquote self, shall we? Uh, Oxford Dictionary gives us our definition this time around and Self is a person's essential being that distinguishes them from others or one's particular nature or personality, the qualities that make one individual or unique. So why is this important? Well, you cannot, by the definition I just gave, you cannot be yourself distinguished or set apart as an individual or unique when you're busy being someone you are not. We have a word for that. It comes from the Greek word, Hippocrates, which is where we get our word actor from. Or we might abbreviated into hypocrite, pretending to be something you're not. The world needs you to be you, not someone else. And that's why this is so important. And listen, being yourself doesn't mean having low moral standards or not having an upright role model, okay? Being yourself doesn't mean being the worst possible you that you can be. It doesn't mean being a drunk or a drug addict, a user of women, a child abuser, a thief, a pervert, or a murderer. If that's who you are, those are the results of traumas or bad decisions, not truly how you were originally created in the image of God. Being a decent human being has to be taught and caught in other words, you have to, to be in close proximity to someone who can guide you. That being said, you should still be you and bless the world with your unique presence, gift, service, and witness. So being yourself means your life and testimony are unique to you. Like when an artist paints, they're painting from their perspective, from where they stand. And only you have your unique perspective. There's only one of you. And I'm not talking about your philosophy or things that are abstract. Your being yourself is in regard to your concrete experiences and the testimony of what you have witnessed personally throughout your life. Only you have seen what you've seen from the exact location and the experiences from where you stand. But this takes guts and it takes authenticity because you have both seen good, and you have seen evil, and you have been uniquely affected by both. And because of this, 
you have both order and chaos alive and at work in you at the same time. How do I know? Because no one is perfect and I have order and chaos alive and at work in me simultaneously. Each of our unique human stories is one of both health and sickness, perfection and flaw. Okay, so we owe it to ourselves and to the world to be honest about where we've been and what we've seen, but it means being brave. So, for instance, in a trial, when witnesses give their testimony, the stories must all collaborate to produce or create a picture to describe what happened for the rest of the world that wasn't there to see this event. And that's why it's so important to be yourself, to share what you've seen from your perspective, from where you stand. I don't need you to regurgitate the story from the guy uh, across the street. You weren't standing in his shoes, figuratively speaking. You were a block down on the opposite side of the street, and you saw the same incident from a whole other perspective. Okay, so this doesn't undo facts or make truth relative, but just the opposite. It confirms and it narrows the truth, and it adds dimension by confirming and revealing more detail. Okay, so let me give you an example. A black car hits a red car at an intersection. Okay? Truth. That's what happened. So stay with me in the story. Witnesses collaborate the story and they fill in the details by giving testimony of what they saw. Is every witness correct about everything they saw? No. And we know that the stress and the chaos of an incident can cause us to get the story wrong sometimes. But we don't know. We don't know that until we talk about it. And we talk about it, uh, and, and, and other witnesses collaborate our story or, or oppose our story. Either way, our story is important because it may reveal something that others didn't see. Like, I don't know, a, a cat ran out in front of the car and caused the red car to swerve. Okay. Then the police have to go find more witnesses to collaborate the new details. Okay, So here's the bad news. We're flawed. I know it's a shock, but we are. Because I'm flawed, my perspective can be skewed or distorted by my experiences. Therefore, I have to measure my experiences next to something perfect, next to something outside of myself, lest I make myself a god, and many are their own god. But I have to measure my experience next to something outside of me, because I'm not a god and I am not perfect. Therefore, I cannot trust everything that comes out of my being or everything that I say I believe, if it's just out, out of my own head. My own head means nothing. My own experience means nothing, unless it's held up to something that's true and it can be measured as straight. That doesn't make my experience worthless if my experience can be collaborated with other witnesses. But my experience alone is not enough to set the standard of truth. Heaven help us. Here's the good news. A healthy, differentiated self brings order to those around it. When you're being the best version of yourself, it adds value to the world and those around you. When you are telling your story from your perspective where you stood at the time of the incident of the black car that got hit 
uh, that hit the red car at the intersection, when you're being yourself and you're telling the story from your shoes, right or wrong, you're telling what you saw, and it will be collaborated by other witnesses. Right or wrong, I need your story. And if we're really trying to be human, human beings instead of human doings, then we will allow this process to correct our flaws or our flawed thinking or what was not there or what we thought we saw, and we will believe the collaborated story from the multitude of witnesses. I believe it's written somewhere, let everything be established on the testimony of two or more witnesses. Not because Roman said so, not because you said so, but because two or three people saw the same thing and they, they are collaborating and saying, yes, we believe this to be true. When you're being the best version of yourself, it adds value to the world and those around you. Because if you're confirming something that happened with your testimony from only from your perspective and what you saw, then you are adding value because you're helping confirm a greater narrative at work in the world. To be, to be you is to be true. Because you're not trying to be somebody else or see something from another perspective where you weren't standing. To be you is to be true, and truth smothered in copious amounts of love. Truth smothered in love sets slaves free. It provides resources. It inspires others. It provides the foundation for peace and justice to prevail. So here's the long game. Here's what could change the world. When we're being true to how God created us, it's like playing a game without missing any pieces or players or any equipment. Our testimony's adding value because the game is more complete. Imagine football with no linebackers. Imagine Monopoly without community chest. Okay, it's it's when the game is missing pieces, it doesn't work as well. When God has all his resources at his disposal, the potential for creating, restoring, operating, and maintaining runs so much smoother. When we are ourselves, we avoid the inevitable delay associated with disorder and dysfunction. When there is disorder and dysfunction, there is chaos, and when there is chaos, it is time-consuming, and it wastes time. Being something you're not wastes time. So here's my simple call to action. I want you to give due diligence to researching how God wired you and how he created you to function, where you bring value, where you bring strength, and where you bring resources. What do you do better than most other people? Not everyone's a a type A CEO, and not everybody is a right brain creative genius. But we need both. Both are important. Both perspectives are necessary. One is not more right than the other. But when both collaborate and work together, when you are you and I am me, and we are giving testament of what we have seen, we are bringing order to the chaos. Now, with that in mind, go be dangerous.